Good morning, Irvine. Yes, I'm bringing a little sounds of New Orleans here to Irvine this morning. Fresh back off of vacation, and I tell you what, what a great time. And thank you for tuning in to the Sports Matters show here with uh, Matt Burtz. Yeah, the Big Easy. The Big Easy, and I'm Kevin Drake, and I'm just excited to be back home because uh, the weather is so much better here. Actually, the weather was really good in New Orleans. Let me tell you. You can't beat it here, you know. So, sunny outside. It was a little cold. Woo, it was chilly this morning, don't you think? If you haven't been outside, grab a jacket. What a gorgeous day it's going to be today because the rain has stopped. It's going to warm up. Anyway, we got lots to talk about yeah, here today. Yeah, we do. Uh, just to let you know, uh, for uh, the listeners out there who are waiting for uh, Kenny Jones with News and Views, he won't be with us this week. Kenny, rest up. Get well. We're going to hold the fort down. Mostly do more sports-related things, so we're going to expand a little bit. I say in honor of him, we talk a little bit about English Premier League soccer. I say we lead off with that. All right, I let's, love it. I let's love lead it. off with that because Chelsea is still the top of the table. Top of the table. All odds are they'll win it. But they'll win the Premier League title but you, it's going to be interesting to see which top teams are in the top four because that's what qualifies for the champions league which is the big european tournament so we'll see uh, manchester city has been rising i like them i like them a lot and we got some champions league action today real madrid's playing napoli yes and that's going to be a great oh, game there be an amazing game you know i never count out ronaldo he's a, just an incredible player and then you also have Bayern Munich versus Arsenal. So we got a little bit of a English Premier League connection there. Arsenal. Speaking of Ronaldo, I just the one thing I like about Ronaldo, what hairdo are we going to get this time around? Something crazy. <laughs> something crazy. It's something I think he uses uh, just to throw his uh, defenders off. Yeah, you know, if you think about like an athlete, he'd be like the kind of the the dream athlete kind of saying like you have such marketability with him, like an incredible amount of marketability. Ronaldo oh, is something special. Just, just something special, man. I, the rest of the, I mean, these super giants in Spain with Barcelona and Real Madrid have so many good players. It's just so many. It's like their their teams are stacked. I mean, you look at Real Madrid's Kareem Benzema. You've got Gareth Bale, who's one of the fastest humans on the planet. I mean, I think he could outrun some cheetahs that are like slow <laughs> well you look at it, the international competition you know we look at the rest of the world the best athletes play soccer you know that's their number one sport because that is the true world sport es- essentially it's called football no there's just so many great athletes and you just can imagine like what w- what would these athletes do if they were over here because they could do just about everything I mean, football's that's a tough sport. Well, but yeah, you need some muscle for football. But speed, you just, it kills, and you can speed translates in the end. Speed, but they, yeah. they get pretty physical in soccer, don't they? They do. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't. But is it more fo- physical than American football? It's not. No, no it's no. not the contact like that. But uh, it's a different kind, and they still have that concussion thing going on. Yes. So it's it's kind of in the same boat of physicality, but it's, it I mean the next level kind of stuff for the American version of football. Anyways, and it's 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 to your point, it's an international game. Um, I, the top players for Real Madrid are not from Spain. So you have Ronaldo who's from Portugal. You have Gareth Bale who's from Wales. Well, Wales like right next to England. Wales. Oh yes. And then you have. Um, Kareem Benzema, who's from France. You still got Messi from way down south, Messi's in South Argentina, America. Yes, and uh, Luis Suarez is from Uruguay. So it's it's an international sport Absolutely. more than anything. I mean, basketball is trying to become what soccer is like. Well, basketball is pretty global. It is global, it, but it's not, very global. not on the perspective of soccer. Like there's there's people from all around the world. I mean. France recruits people for their national teams from like Cameroon or not Cameroon. I'm sorry, from like the Caribbean islands. Like they take people from the the Caymans and they come over and play for the French national team just because they I mean there's islands that are owned by France over there and in Morocco or not Morocco. I'm I my geographies is terrible. But in North Tom, Africa, could you get us a world map yeah, in we, here? We need one. But in North Africa, like Algeria, Algeria. That's what I was thinking of. Algeria. Like, a lot of people from Algeria go and play for the French national team just because you have all the history that you have between those two countries. So it's a definite international-type game. If you have free time at 11.45 today, because that's, like, normally it's out at 
5 a.m., 4.30 sometimes, like the Premier League especially. Or it's always early morning hours. If you want to watch some good soccer, today is the day if you have free time at 11.45. Is that the, <laughs> that's a Euro Championship game that you're is, talking about yep, there. Yeah, European yes, Championship yes. game, and they're getting down to the, you know, this will be, they have been to the first stage of the European Championships of their rounds. So you have two stages, and then they eliminate teams from there. So this is the second stage. Um, so you'll see teams beam down on aggregate. Uh, it's going to be a tough task for Barcelona. They're down 4 nothing to uh, Paris Saint-Germain, which is a pretty good team, PSG. Um, Ibrahimovic's former team. But so, yes. Anyway, it's just good soccer on today. I'm gonna Great soccer. But let's get back to Chelsea. How the, How's Chelsea doing? they still at the top of the table? Chelsea's and still at the top of the table. What's um, their next upcoming game? Do you uh, – are they uh, – in a tournament now no they're not in the champions league right, right now. they got eliminated early so their chances for that will be next season but uh they're still at the top of the table pretty handedly and by a good margin their next game is against stoke city on march 8th oh that's a rival there <laughs> is it yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah stoke city from what kenny was telling me yeah so forgive we'll me if i'm wrong kenny but i <laughs> thought you said that was one of your rivals there well, we'll see. March 8th, Stoke City is at the bottom of the table. I don't think that it'll be a pretty good game, but they still have to play the Manchesters, so we'll see how that goes. Honestly, after last season's defending champions, this season, um, Leicester City will tell you anyone can win it. Great for all you football, a.k.a. soccer fans out there. You know, Great game on today here in about three and a half hours. So if you want to play hooky from work, well, you know, you got a good game to watch. Yeah, exactly. Well, moving on into the NBA, because I was down in the Big Easy, and they're just so excited to get DeMarcus Cousins. And did you know DeMarcus Cousins actually from Mobile, Alabama? Is he really? I did not know that. I went to visit some relatives there in Mobile for a couple of days, and you know, get that nice southern hospitality. And, and uh, they're like, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, he's just from right down the road there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know who's happy about that trade is John Calipari. I think he's been like, oh, I wish I had both of them on my teams. We would have won, you know, so much more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good deal for them. But I I was kind of hesitant about the Sacramento Kings making this deal. But I think it's a win-win for both teams because you get DeMarcus Cousins, who's been, I mean, in a way, I don't like to use negative words, but he's been a little bit of a, a problem for them. Uh, he's definitely gotten a lot of technical fouls. He's gotten a lot of, you know, all this and he comes with some sort of baggage and they never have really won with him so if they're not really winning you got to kind of scrap it and go from the beginning and i like buddy healed you know he's yeah. a good player and in the draft he's he, developing he's developing and it's exactly it. they got a lot of shooting guards and i think yeah that's kind of not a good thing but at the same time you get rid of that and you get buddy healed and then you also pick up tyreek evans who they love he's a crowd favorite there Absolutely. I mean, he got his great start, won the Rookie of the Year there, yep. so it's good to see him get back home. But also, it's good to see DeMarcus Cousins get back home. Maybe some home cooking is just what he needs. Some gumbo. You know? Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you, the gumbo, the Pulp Boys sandwiches, you know, Two Jacks, all these are so many great places to eat at. But um, it's just really good to see the Twin Towers again. You know, kind of bring little old-school NBA, maybe slow the scoring down a bit. But I didn't realize DeMarcus Cousins got some nice range. He was dropping some three-pointers yeah, on the Lakers. He do. just eats up the Lakers. He's, yeah, he's a good player against the Lakers for sure. But both of them can expand their range, which is kind of – it'll be interesting to see how they play that. I mean, so far they're still kind of getting the kinks out. But it, they'll be a good team. I yes, think, they will. I don't think that – I think if they sneak into the eight seed, I'll be like, all right – I wouldn't them. expect them to get I to the playoffs this year. For them, it's just let's find some, uh, like a foundation here because now you got a major piece. You just well, added to your team and you got rid of a lot of guards, so you're kind of top heavy in a sense. So yeah, I think they have the foundation. I'd argue the opposite. They have the foundation, but they need that kind you of need luxury depth. items. You know what I'm right. saying? They need to have some more shooting threats. That's a fact. Um, I think they got a really good point guard in Drew Holiday unbelievable point guard i think he oh, he's, he's amazing he was out for the beginning of this year dealing with some stuff with his wife but he'll be here next year and um he's just one of those players that's very smart he's a very intelligent basketball player um and i think he's going to do really good things with them but i think they need some shooters because uh, i mean at shooting guard they got antoine moore 
I don't think he's the future shooting guard for them. Well, especially the way the game is played today. You know, the the high octane offenses. I mean, look at it. I mean, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. What those guys are doing. It's just you know the numbers are just you know, off the charts this year. Yeah, the, and the the amount of time that they've had the ball in their hands is kind of crazy. Um, but I think that both of those, and then at the same time, I don't think Solomon Hill is their small forward of the future. So we'll see what the Pelicans end up doing. I think they got two big pieces that they need to kind of work their way around. But they are a great team, and uh, I I think they're going to be pretty big in the future. I mean, they obviously they got two really good big men, and they have a very good owner because the owner's very you know committed to winning in New Orleans. And uh, you know while I was there on Mardi Gras day. Uh, at the Gallier Hall, watching the parades and, you know, the mayor, Mitch Landrieu, toasting the Rex. of Rex is basically the king of Mardi Gras, that's what Rex means. He also mentioned something to Tom Benson. He goes, well, Mr. Benson's promising us another championship here in New Orleans. <laughs> he goes, either time. another Super Bowl or maybe another championship with the Pelicans. And Mr. And Mr. Benson was just shaking his head, yes, sir. So <laughs> he's, he's on a mission. He's on a mission. I mean, I like he acquired it. DeMarcus Cousins, so uh, – it, Looking good down there in the Big Easy. Yeah. I want to touch on the Lakers because uh, I was sitting in the air, airport getting ready to leave, and I know I texted you and I saw this breaking news. Jeannie Buss fires Mitch Kupchak, yeah. which, you know, listen, I want to thank Mitch Kupchak. I mean, he's done a decent job over his, his time, but yes. you know what? The last three years have been bad, and you have to make changes. And Jim Buss, his situation was, look, in three years, if the Lakers are not back to at least being in the playoffs – I'll step down. Well, they're nowhere near for being in the playoffs, nope. and it's been a little over three years. And so she cut him out of power. And and that was the right thing to do. And I know it's kind of upsetting for, you know, sibling. It's like, well, now what am I going to do? You know, if I'm not going to have any part in the Lakers, then forget it. Just sell it, and I, I just want to take my money and run. It's not kind of how it works because Dr. Jerry Buss, the one thing that I know that was stated in the uh, trust was he's never intended on selling the Lakers, wanted to keep it in the family. And Jeannie Buss is the, it's just like the splitting image of her dad. And she's the perfect one to be running it. That's why he left it. All the verbiage that's in the trust is that she still has the say-so and the power. Yeah, so it's just siblings fighting. Absolutely. And she just has the knowledge of the game. And I'm so glad Magic Johnson's back. I know it's kind of ruffled the feathers with the other children, you know. But most of them are on Jeannie's side. But it's just, you know, Jim's a little upset. And I get that. But hopefully you can calm down yeah. and look at the big picture. You know, you could take on a different role. It just the, the team is not winning. You got to look at the team. This is what what your father wants. Your father wants his team to be successful and back on the winning ways again. And doing these moves now hurts. I think, but it's, it's going to be good in the long run. This is it's just such a ridiculous story. I mean, they're they're trying to vote Genia. That's terrible. Well, it got shot down. Obviously, it got shot down. Yeah, but the fact that people are making this news is is in in a way it's fake news. <laughs> it kind of what because it, it's not really like you, siblings fight. It he happens. Did make that promise. I don't think I think she react, overreacted a little bit, but that's just me. Um, no, I think that move needed to be done. It needed to be it done. It needed to be done. But at the same time, you can't just, like, have him do it, like, diminish his role. Don't kick him out entirely. Well, he's not kicked out entirely. He's still 11% owner. Hey, well, yes. He uh, has nothing to worry about. Yeah, he has nothing to worry about. It's just the fact that he just he's just reduced from his role. And she, and that's what Dr. Jerry Buss stated in the uh, trust was Jeannie Buss has the final say-so. And she's been really fair, very diligent on how she handles things. But this needed to be done. This is just bad for the Lakers to have three bad seasons in a row. Now, you got a nice young core. you got some really good potential. I think the, they, they have great potential. Julius Randle with a historic night. He got uh, 25 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks, something like that. So he's he's been turning up lately. Um, they are. I mean, job. it's nothing but good news for the Lakers, you know, going forward. It's just it's going to be a lot of work. You know, it's just what we need, what the Lakers need to do in the last part of the season here. It's just to find something, get back to their winning ways, get build some chemistry, something to build on for next year. I know it's hard to play these games, you know, when you're 19 and 44 and you know you're not going to be in the playoffs, you got nothing to play for. You do have something to play for because this will carry over. The momentum will carry over into the next season. So with that said, you know, play hard. I know they've been playing hard, but find something that works and just keep at it because it's going to be all – it's all the young players are being played right now. 
and that's good. You know, you want to develop them. You want to develop some kind of rhythm, some camaraderie, because when you get into the next season, it's a new season and a yeah, whole new got, game. They got a lot of needs that they have to address in this. Absolutely, um, and, and I think we have the they have the right people in power right now with Magic Johnson and Genie, and you know, hopefully this thing will you know cool down with the siblings and just keep that. Hopefully, try to keep yeah. that out of the tabloids because they just can really stir things I up. I want to talk about the Clippers. I'm tired of hearing about the Lakers. I'm well, sorry. I tell you what, love the Lakers. I know you love them. We love you. I'm we support you. But we are going to talk Lakers. about the Clippers now. The Clippers win last night against the Celtics, which is a huge what? win for them. Yeah, they beat they, Isaiah. Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics? I honestly think Does that sound right? Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics? (laughs) (laughs) Tom's over there just laughing. but It's a little beyond my time. (laughs) Um, But, no, that's a great win because I think the Celtics are a team that right now they're sitting number two in the East. They're a team that could upset the King. Like this year, Cleveland got Darren Williams. That's what they got in this this trade deadline for nothing. And then they got Andrew Bogut, and everyone's thinking – Oh, this is going to be great. We got both of them. One minute into the game, Andrew Bogut breaks his leg. Uh, I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad yeah. for him, and I, I feel bad because he's such a great player. He's tough. He's very – I mean, he's a great player. You should player. know. You should, I should know. I should know. And then the, the Warriors were like, we got to get rid of you to get Kevin Durant, who's also hurt, by the way. Um, and then they picked up Matt Barnes, which they were going to get Jose Calderon from the Lakers, and they're like, nah, we got to get a small forward. And they picked up Matt Barnes, which is a good pickup for them, I think. Yeah. Um, He's greedy, a greedy defender. Yeah, so it's good for the Warriors. But I think the Clippers getting Chris Paul back, that makes them a, a contender again. Well, yeah. They just need to avoid the injury bug. It's happened to them twice this season. I mean, Blake Griffin had to get knee surgery. And then but the good thing about that for Chris Paul. Right. But the good thing about that, they faced adversity. And, yes, they, they had a little stumble there. But they also figure other things out, other ways to win games. Well, so when you put all that together, when you get in the playoffs and you're deep into the playoffs or if someone's in foul trouble or, or whatever the matchups are, you know, they can they can find a way to win games. Cause, well, they, they figured out a way to get Austin Rivers more involved. Absolutely, because he needs to be more involved. And he's he's still really young, too. That's the thing. is He'll probably be the, the takeover after Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul is not going to be there for a long time, I don't think. He's going to be a free agent coming up soon. Matt's crystal ball. Yeah, my crystal ball. They call me not Nostradamus. But that's what I'm just saying. Matradamus. I, 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 I honestly think that Chris Paul either is, A, they're going to try to recruit someone to come in and play with him. But at the same time, if you're Chris Paul and, and you haven't won this year, do you stick around or do you go to a different team and you – you sign an easy deal and you try to win the championship because it's like it's a legitimate thing nowadays. I, I think the bottom line is Chris Paul wants to win. And he has that burning desire to win championships. Is he going to do it in Los Angeles? That's the big dire question. And it and right now it's been the injury bug that's kind of took their chances and diminished them. And I think he's going to be tired if yes. they have another if they get bounced in the first or second round. He's right. going to get tired and leave. And if they end up going through and and becoming a legitimate team in the playoffs and get to the finals and play the Warriors and lose. No, he's not going to go to the Warriors. He's going to stay with the Clippers. <laughs> well, it's just like tough the way the, the way the game is right now because, I mean, the game has changed so much in, in the last five years. But you look at it in, in the last, like, at least three years, you know, it's Cleveland on one side and it's Golden State on the other. They're these superior, loaded, stacked teams. And then you got all the other teams. You know, yes, the Spurs are very, very good in the West. Yes, the Celtics are very, very good in the East. So but hopefully they can do something. I think there's four and Houston's teams. firing up there at number three, and they're, they're even talking about James Harden possible MVP candidate, which I think he deserves it. But they shoot a lot of three pointers, like they live and die by the three. Oh yes, and, and that's I, a, it's a good thing, and it's also it can be a bad thing. Yes, it is. Yeah, which will, it'll be interesting to see. I like what how D'Antoni has been running the team because his style of offense is so much. It's so fun to watch, and you think about a guy like James Harden in his offense, the pushing up and down the floor. It's a great type thing. It's a great thing for the Rockets to have a coach like that. And they got a defensive coordinator, which you only see that really in football, but they got a defensive coach for the Rockets, which is kind of a cool thing as well because I have never heard of that. But I want to touch on the all-star break changes. Yes, this is, Matt. This is, <laughs> did you, they heard you. Two they weeks ago, me. they heard you distaste for the NBA all-star game for the lack of competitiveness. And Adam Silver says he's going to hit the reset button. Could you elaborate what he means by that? So 
He's saying we're going to hit the reset button and make changes. And then off the cuff, he came up with it off the fly. He didn't come up with it. This, this isn't what we're going to do. I think he's, he's just like, spitballing. He yeah, he's spitballing. Yeah. I used three kind of terms for what I was trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that that'll work what he's pitching. He wants to have a spot on the floor be worth 10 points in the All-Star game during a certain amount of time. I don't think that's going to work. That's not. Well, he says it. in the last minute of each half that if you shoot a half-court shot, be worth 10 points, and then he's going to have, like, these little circle spots for four-point shots. But I, No, like, that's not going to make the game more competitive. That's that, the I purpose. like what you were saying two weeks ago. Let's run a four-on-four tournament, do four teams. Have four legends and, and, coach them. You don't you know, need to shorten a game. You could shorten a game. What, how, when do we ever consider, like, coaches being an all-star coach? Is that, like, a part of their big resume? Oh, he was an all-star coach. No, it's not. Put, have the legends come back and coach teams. I'd rather see, like, you know, Isaiah Thomas come in and coach a team because I know Absolutely. he's and I, I Larry I, Bird. The big problem Magic, with Magic Johnson. Johnson. Like, they would love to come back and, you know, hang out in a place like New Orleans. Where, I don't know where it is next year. I'm just going to use last year's. But, um I think that that's not going to work. Personally, what's wrong with the All-Star game is the lack of competitiveness. That's the big thing for me. It's not fun to watch them just shoot all these ridiculous shots and have, you know, I mean, obviously it's fun to watch dunks and stuff like that, but it gets boring after a while. I want to see some competitiveness. From yes, that's guys. what we want to see. The whole idea of the all-star game you want to see the best in the west and the best in the east you want to see them go at each other and you, you want to see them compete for something and and that's where you can get they could get so much money if they go went to a car company you know i'm gonna use for example not saying it's like set in stone but if you use mercedes-benz and you say all right the winning team each gets mercedes-benz mercedes-benz looks better because it's like you're the all-star car or you can give awards out to the best defender, who has the most steals, who has the most blocks, who gets the most rebounds. So you're saying you know, just so, give the MVP a car or something like that? Right. I say give the whole t- your eight players. The MVP of the game and maybe the defensive player of the game. But they all get bonuses. So maybe a structure instead of giving away cars, maybe structure the bonuses to what – if you're playing so good you, defense, that's you know, a good pers- idea too. Yeah, like you know, you're giving them more money if you're the champion. Exactly. Second place gets this. Yeah. We just want to see a idea. really good hard-fought game. But I, 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 I like the ideology like, what you were talking about, you know, a couple weeks ago because I like that tournament style. Or even the three-on-three is really cool. Yeah, because shorten it, a game, but do three-on-three, have a you know four-team tournament, and then zero, you know, bring it down. You get into the final two, you get a little bit more money, and whoever it, wins uh, gets it, the and most. And it allows for you know more shots. On and it will floor. be competitive. And it will be competitive because you're fighting for something. And it, it to me, it's you got to figure out a way to make this better because it's getting boring to watch. You haven't changed it since 2003. I'd argue that the MLS All-Star Game playing a, an international elite team is better to watch than the NBA All-Star Game. And it's better to watch like honestly, it's on par with the Pro Bowl. No one wants to watch the Pro Bowl anymore. Well, they, no. people didn't really watch it this year either. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? I mean, it was all alternates, wasn't it? It was pretty much all no. alternates. And, and I get it. The two have... teams are playing the Super Bowl. Yes, they need to rest up and get ready for the big game. I get that. But I want to see the other guys. But, you know, a lot of them, especially what happened with Tyler Eifert last year, this is a meaningless game for him, and he got injured, and then he was out for almost the whole season this year. Yeah. So I, I could see both sides of it. It's Football, that's a tough sport. They need to do something different in that as well. I think they've made changes, which is good. Like, it's good to make change. Change is always a good thing. Oh, absolutely. And the, the NFL Pro Bowl has made changes. Like, they've changed how the rules of the game are being played, and it's, gonna, it's more safe. But at the same time, it's just meaningless. Like, there's no competition. I mean, it's fun to watch touchdowns and it's fun to watch celebrations but it's not fun to watch them the entire time i th- I, I don't think i can be like the only person that thinks that either no you're not like i it's just to me it's more fun to watch something be competitive like two exactly people really want like that's what sports is about to me but that's why we watch that's why the basketball this time of year that's why i don't watch too much basketball in the beginning of the year i like watching basketball this time of year and i'm not talking about college ball i'm talking about pro ball now there's certain teams, you know, you know, back when the Lakers were winning, you know, that they were out there fighting to win every night to get a good seed, what have you. But when it gets to this time of year, these everybody's playing their best game. Well, I think it's because you got to play your best game to get the best seed. Or and some teams are fighting to get into the playoffs. 
it's more about like finding the right games to watch. I think. Um, and the matchups. In the matchups, I think that's more important to me because, like, will I watch? You know, Denver play Sacramento, which happened yesterday. No, I probably wouldn't watch that. You know, because <laughs> like it's Denver and Sacramento. I mean, it's not like the major market teams. On Christmas Day, did I watch the Cavaliers play the Warriors? Yes, I did. Did I watch, you know, Russell Westbrook versus James Harden? Or great matchup. Great matchup. Yeah, I'll watch that. But there's just certain games that you're not going to watch until, like, it gets down to crunch time. And that's just kind of how it goes. And I just think that the Pro Bowl and the NBA All-Star game is a game like that. There's not much competition between the teams. It's not really something worth right. watching because there's not a grand prize for the winner. That's why they got, you know, when they're hitting this reset button to really think things through and really make it exciting. Look, like what you said, what they did with the NHL playoff game. That was a lot of fun. It was yeah. very exciting. I watched that. I watched yeah. it all. I was like, this is crazy. This is kind of cool. And, like, you didn't have, like, it was based off of the divisions. They had four divisions. They're going to have four teams. NBA has six. We'll figure out a way to, you know, just have a, a west side and then an east side. <laughs> I got an MVP question for you, Matt. All right. Let all me right. ask you this. Now, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James are pretty much your top three MVP candidates. I have to throw Isaiah Thomas. If I, if I say, pick anybody, I would say Isaiah Thomas is the true MVP. Isaiah Thomas above LeBron James. If, if I'm not just, saying he's a better player than LeBron no, 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 James. I'm not saying he's a better player. Right, I'm saying right. this season for the MVP, LeBron See, James. See, you're seeing what I'm kidding. seeing. Uh, here's the thing. Back in 1961-62, just a quick bit, when Oscar Robertson had that triple-double, when Wilt averaged 50 points a game, do you know who the MVP was? It was Bill Russell because Bill Russell had the mental toughness and he meant the most to his team. Isaiah Thomas means the most to his team. He's really rose this team up to what, what they are now. And that's, to me, that's what I think what the MVP really is. It's like, yes, Russell Westbrook, you're an amazing player. Averaging a triple-double is phenomenal. You, you don't have much help around you, but yet they're kind of sitting in the seventh seed, and that's why you know I see a lot of people really like uh, rooting for James Harden because he's led his team to the third seed. Well, this is kind of my thinking on it. If you're gonna if you're gonna go off the notion of seeding, I think Isaiah Thomas has led his team into the second spot. I'm so not that, so much that, about seeding. I just think he's the most important to his team, more, argue, most important player to his team. Most, because without him, where would the Celtics be? The most important player to a team is Russell Westbrook to the Thunder. Because without Russell Westbrook, they don't have anything. I mean, really, they don't have any shooters. They got lots of good people that can play good defense, but that's about it. But and Isaiah Thomas just Isaiah raises Thomas, the level of play of the Celtics. He does that little intangible quarter, that Magic Johnson did. Yes. Even though Magic Johnson, he just makes other people around him better Wait. and Russell so does Russell he moves the ball around I get what you're saying I mean Russell has some great numbers it, I I don't know what it is but ever since Isaiah Thomas became a Celtic he said it was like a Christmas gift yeah uh, he gets to play for a huge market team and this team Isaiah is, Thomas just is a great player and he he is deserving of it as well but I what Russell Westbrook has done this season it, it's off the charts it's off the chart you can't say that he's not the most important player on the Thunder you oh, he was he was my MVP candidate all is, along. I think he's the MVP this year, and I think if you're you're going to consider a few other candidates, but you're not going to consider them that hard, especially with the year that he's having this year. If he finishes with the triple double, you might as well just hand him the trophy, because it's it. There's no one else that has gotten those numbers since what 1961, 62. That yep. that that would be like 50. But Oscar Robertson years. didn't win the. Uh, MVP that year. Neither did Wilt Chamberlain, averaging 50 points and 25 rebounds a game. <laughs> well, I, we're, I think it's a different age. I think, yeah, it's a, it's a different era to get to get a triple but double. To, to average a, game, a triple double in today's game, that's is so much more difficult. But it's not even about that. But it's also averaging a triple double. But what equates to wins? Yes, his team is still a playoff team. They're barely hanging on. He doesn't have as much help around him. He doesn't. Um, but I can't name any other players other than Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics. You can't. Avery Maybe, Bradley, uh, Jay Crowder, Al Horford. Al yeah, Horford. That'd be the other on one. And on and on. I mean, they got a great team. Amir Johnson. You got Jalen Brown. Amir Johnson. I do recognize Amir that name. Johnson, I think he went to Cincinnati. He's good. He's. They got a great basketball team. They got depth. Kelly Olenek. Like, there's a lot of really good players, but there's not an elite player on the Celtics. Does that make sense? Like there's a LeBron James. LeBron's an elite player. Isaiah Thomas is playing at an elite player status right now. Yes, he now. is. And they need that, and they need that from him. 
But I think you would need multiple of them. Al Horford's a really, really, really good player. Do I call him he's an, an all-star. elite center? He's I don't an all-star. think he's he's in the top five centers in the NBA. Definitely top ten. Definitely, I yeah, top ten, top not top five. You can't put him in the top five, but he's a really good center, and and they spent good money getting him. They got a a lot of people. Marcus Smart. They got out so much depth that they can throw at someone, and that's where the Cavs struggle with their depth. They can't guard a big center because they don't have a big center on the roster. Right. They were like Andrew Bogut. Oh, perfect. Well, he's out. That's now. just unfortunate. And he's not. I mean, we'll see in a few days if he's going to play in the playoffs even. But I doubt. Hopefully, it. they get Kevin Love back and get him up They'll to speed. They'll get him back. Yeah. But he's a power forward. He's like he's a natural power forward. You're not going to stick him at center. So that's just. I, that's why I think the Celtics could upset the Cleveland. Could Cavaliers. they sign Giannis Dimacopoulos? Oh, that would be a good. <laughs> of course, yeah. they can't get him till after the tournament. Yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of that. Listen, to- we got a, we were supposed to have a special guest on, Mr. Michael O'Sullivan. Uh, he was unfortunately unable to attend. But I tell you what, I had the pleasure of listening to the last game against UC Davis. And we have another special guest on, Mr. Tom Bindewald, will be joining us. And we're going to talk a little UCI basketball. But let me tell you about Michael O'Sullivan. I couldn't, I wasn't able to watch the game, but I was listening to it. And I tell you what. I was getting chills listening to him call a game. I mean, he brings the passion, the energy, and I couldn't believe what the score was because, you know, they lost a tight game at UC Davis, and I really thought it was going to be a very, very close game. I did not see a 30-point blowout. I mean, Luke Nelson just played his mind out. I mean, it was just a phenomenal game by him. I mean, there was like Michael O'Sullivan said in one game when he hit a three-pointer, Luke Nelson, that is, He's like, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. <laughs> first team. Well, let's give him a shout-out first off. Big West first team all-conference for Jared yeah. Martin. Yes. Yeah. That's very good. Very, t- You know, that's a very He's, pl- he's played him. well all year. He has. He, is, he's a, he, he hustles, and he does a great job out there. He's a, He is a leader in, in, as well. I oh. think uh, both Luke Nelson and Jared Martin have done a great job of keeping the spirits high um, even even when they're not having good games themselves the thing is they'll do certain things to to rally the team and and encourage the other you know they got so many freshmen that have to come off the bench and have to play well and they've done that and that that's been their big strength is having this ability to switch up people like you said so, you know depth tom i've got a question for you it's the same question i asked him let's just say we're in the title game or even the semi. Okay, we're gonna go title game. I want you to put on your uh, Russell Turner hat. Thirty seconds left. Game's tied. You guys need to win. Who do you have? Your five on the floor. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Jaron Martin. Gotta have Luke Nelson. Uh, I'd put in uh, Rutherford, and I'd put in um, where's the other nice guy that I always I always forget his name. Galloway. Yes. I think Galloway Galloway's a you know, I so a comment about Galloway Nelson and I believe it's uh Brandon Smith. I have never seen guys run down the court like that and block a shot when in most teams in especially in college would just would let the guy go. They they had I've I've seen these guys run down and it's like you'd think like oh Geez, they they got the ball stolen. They're gonna get an easy layup, and they come down there and and just and walla wapa and that. Um, you could switch out, you know, Rutherford with with uh, Giannis for sure, because because he could he could either post up or you could or you could have him out, you know, jump out and take a three pointer and win the game for you too, because yeah. he he's got that ability. Rutherford plays strong inside. Yes, a little bit stronger, I think, than high energy. Yeah, scrappy. Can right. get the loose balls, you know. I, I I've seen him all year long. I mean, it, this team—they've really rallied. Won the last six of their last, excuse me, won six of their last seven games. It is yeah. unbelievable. And uh, just to close out the way they did against UC Davis, but the energy in the building because Luke Nelson's parents flew in from England yeah. to see that game. So were you there? Yes, I went to the game. So yeah, what? I- I mean, give us. I mean, how 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 did it feel to be well, in the building? Because Michael O'Sullivan did a really good job of like as always me, make me feel like I was in the building. Yeah, yeah Michael is. Michael, when I first heard him, I thought, "Oh, this guy's been around for like you know twenty years doing this, and he's he's just a young young lad." I, he's 
under like 30 or something. He, just, he reminds me of a, of a announcer. I grew up in Cincinnati as Marty Brenneman a little bit there, you know, because Marty Brenneman brings that passion, the excitement, and that's, that's what you need, the honesty, the passion, the excitement, and it just – I'm in my car and I feel like I'm in an arena and I'm listening to this game. I'm like, woohoo! The next thing, yo, why is this guy swerving? Yeah. Well, because UCI's up by 30. They just won by 30. I was going crazy. Yeah, that, it, you know, Davis got off to a slow start, which wasn't surprising because they got off to a slow start even at home. And then they came back and, and they actually they beat UC Irvine at home. And I guess, evidently, if I remember correctly, and probably Mac can tell me better. But I think UC Davis has gone like, you know, three of six. They've only played 500 ball like in the last six games, if if I recall correctly. And I was, I was kind of surprised. One thing that surprised me that happened, I mean, Luke Nelson played what I I kept calling telling my wife and and my friends Scott and uh, and Mike. I said NBA. I mean, he's making these NBA shots. I mean, he's got a guy draped over him. That's what you see in the NBA. You know, you see, you see somebody, they're guarded, you know, fantastically, and the guy, you know, falls away and makes a three-point jumper, you know, right, and just nothing but net. And he was doing that throughout the game consistently. But the, what the weird thing was, with about six or seven minutes left to go, I think that Davis was still within, like, 16 points, okay? It's not inconceivable for them to come back. But, you know, I, di- I didn't see them make any – honestly, I didn't see them make any effort. I didn't see them – they had guys – I watched them in warm-up before and at half, and they had guys making three-point shots like like no tomorrow. And then they come out with about seven minutes left. I expected, okay, you're going to start kicking it out. You're going to start, you know, doing some three-pointers, get guys open, and then foul, put put UCI on, on, on the line, especially foul like Rutherford who, who didn't have a great – you know, he didn't have his best game – at, at the line put you know put some of the guys that don't shoot too well at the line and uh, try to catch up but I didn't see that and but what I did see out of UC Irvine is they, they just played their hearts out man and they, they played they great defense killed. too they played uh, yeah like coach Russ yeah. Turner says you know uh, Michael Osalva's interview him at the end of the game and he says you know UC Davis didn't seem like they were you know you know playing all that well and he goes coach Russ Turner he goes that's what well, I like to say because it was because of us Oh yeah, because they, UCI was playing great defense. Yeah, they definitely like, they definitely did. They were getting the loose balls. They were getting steals. And Jaron right. Martin, Luke Nelson, Giannis right. Dimacopoulos, you know the three big seniors. They really played right. big in that game. Yeah, they I did. I mean, they held them to thirty one percent. Yes, shooting the best. yeah, that's, that's great defense. That, that is yeah, right. You can't right. just say that that's missing shots. And that's it, it's more about defense right. than anything. And that's what you're going to need in Anaheim. You know, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, for an athlete, this is what you want. My God, you you close out the season hot. You're going into Anaheim. You got – well, it's basically you. the next game is Thursday. Right. Win that game. You know, bring right. it. And you know you're going to be playing on Friday. Win that game. Right. And then you get in on Saturday. You might be, you know, now a little like fatigued and exhausted, right. but that's where the mental strength and right. hopefully the seniors, with it, like how they've been all year long, been bringing along the freshmen and the sophomores and right. get them to rise up because – you win that game, you are in the big dance. Well, to quote the late uh, Al Davis, just win, baby. Yeah, just win. Just win there you go. That works in go. all sports. Yeah, winning cures all. So I'm, I'm, I'm worried about like like Long Beach is is a well, tough yeah. team. They, they are Cal State Long Beach is a, a strong team. They, team. they move. Too. Or yeah. not, they beat um, UC Davis. Too. Yeah, uh, and I think that they what separates them like Long Beach between UCI and different schools like that, is they have a lot of athletic big men. They got yeah. a 6'9 guy, I forget his name, but he can take it to the hole. He's very yeah. athletic. And we at UCI, well, I'm talking we, well, UCI as a team, is they don't really have that big athletic big man that can guard someone who's fast. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. We don't have right. that kind of – because he played small forward. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a small forward that can play. Brandon Smith. I mean, you can make that. He's argument. getting. He's getting he's there, getting but he's not. I don't, yeah. he's, I don't think he's. He's that not there because he's a freshman, right? And Spencer Rivers. Uh, I think Brandon Smith is a sophomore, as is Spencer Rivers. Uh, you know, and he's going to mm-hmm. get more playing time too. Right. Right. And he's got the length and he's got the quickness, and you know, you could see but, a lot of resemblance of his of his older brother Austin. But but I agree with Matt. I mean, I watched Cal State 
you know, Long Beach play. And, I mean, they are a very physical team. They're very strong. They move the ball well. They they drive to the basket very well. Baseline drives, guards come in, you know, down the lane. So, yeah, they're, they're, I think they're the team to beat, to tell you the truth. I and, think, and UCI I think could beat the, them. They split. They can. They, they split, can. They split, they split right. their season series. But it's but the, the they won't it, give up like UC Davis. I mean, I think something happened with UC Davis, honestly. I mean – we we did play great defense, but I mean, well, it got to the point where they, you know they, they look so discouraged. They put that game away. Uh, yeah, exactly. What they did, is they yeah, put it away. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Here, That's kinda... what you do, and then finally the team's like, okay, now we're down by twenty five points. With yeah, like less than five minutes. Ago. We're not going to win. Yeah. So then, yeah. Well, here's yeah. kind of the thing about it is, I mean, at the same sense, we probably will have to play Long Beach State. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit. Are they Hawaii. now? UC Davis is second seed. What's Long Beach State? Long uh, Beach State is the four seed, but okay. I wouldn't be deterred. So it'll be in the second round. It'll be don't on Friday judge night. Them based off of right. their record, right? This year. Right. Um, well, this they, is the second North, season. North, you I think Northridge is tough too. Yeah, that season's North over. The season's over. This is the second season. Right. right. And they're the four seed. And that's the first game is Thursday. You win that game, then we can talk about Long Beach State. I mean, we, we might yeah. Long Beach State to still has them. to win their first game on Thursday. <laughs> and and who yeah, is, they have to beat Hawaii. Who is UCI up against? UCI is playing UC Riverside, which they they won pretty handily. They both they swept them, right? Yeah, both games. So yes. and Hawaii, Hawaii, um, they lost. They must have lost like three people because they were they were not as physical as Cal State Long Beach last year, but they had. This phenomenal movement and this ability to pull up and take these little loop loop shots, especially over Mamadou, and and just toss them in. But this year, how, how well did Hawaii wound up in that uh, conference? Because the, they were fifth. Yeah, because when they played us, I mean, they did they did not look like the Hawaii of last year. That's for sure. But Long Beach, Cal State Long Beach, looks like the Cal State Long Beach of last year. They're I'm I'm worried about them. I think well, I think Hawaii's number five pump. against number four Long Beach State. So that that game can go anyway. Because the thing is, the second season starts. You got this whole fresh new energy. You just never know what can happen. I think Long Beach is. Long Beach I think Long Beach is going to blow them out by twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to kill them. I mean, I am not worried. The way UCI is playing, the way Coach Russell Turner coaches his team, they're going to be ready. Like, yeah, but, how, but, but this is Pauly what you do. want as an athlete. Cal you Pauly want is this is the greatest challenge of the year is getting through this weekend. What was the record? At the end. Uh, I don't think that great. You know, interesting. Uh, the game that Cal Poly beat us at home. My yeah. God, they played like they played like Hawaii of last year. They they moved the ball so well. I was like, Jesus. They play like this for the rest of the season. They're, they're not even re- in this tournament. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they got. Oh, they're number seven. The okay, they're going against UC Davis. Yeah, that, they, be could be Davis. They, they could be Davis. They could be Davis. Yeah. Davis think, is lost momentum. If it, if you were to ask me, which are the two teams that would give? You know, I think UCI is by far the best team in this tournament, but it depends on how you play on the nights that you're playing. Right. But I think the two teams that you need to watch out for is Long Beach State and mm. that Cal oh, State. Oh, absolutely! Fullerton I'm team. not discounting yeah, any Fullerton's team. Good I, I think, too. I think, right. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you, you can't overlook home. UC That's Riverside right. either. I mean, I know Matt would be like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna yeah, blow I them mean, out." Yeah, I never. I'm not. Yeah, I'm but not saying no, I get. That. I'm saying that UCI has a good chance to win. I, yeah. I think happen. they can win this tournament. That's oh, just yeah, my, they my can. gut feeling. Again, but it's, I can. said this, you know, yeah. last time Michael Sullivan was on air, uh, I, I even said, I go, do they get on a nice little run, which they did. Mm-hmm. They, they finished the season winning six out of seven, and I feel really good about it. I really yeah. still feel really good about them getting the NCAA. But yeah. it's one game at a time, and that's yeah. that's a good yeah. thing because you have something. That, you're playing for something big. Right. A chance, an opportunity to be in the big dance. And and that's what makes this league tough because you know I love it. And I, I love I, college I, did, I didn't mean that's to why forget Fullerton, right but Fullerton, right? I mean, they've been able, they were able to pace themselves and and win a tough game against UCI at home. You know, you've got Long Beach, you've got you know uh, Northridge, which I thought played pretty darn well as yes. you know. And so the thing is, is like. All these teams, I think it's going to come down to bench and and mental character. You know, you're going to have to have that character. UCI has – the Anteaters definitely have that. They have a great bench and a great mental attitude. But you know what? In these kind of tournament things, something crazy always happens. (laughs) It always does. Something crazy. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, go into it saying that we're going to win all three games. I think that we probably will. 
like there's a great chance that we will. But we, if we have that, attitude, I'm just confident that they that they ha- they can do it. But I'm not saying they are going to do it. I because mean, confidence is a good thing to wear. This Thursday at 6 p.m., they got to take yeah. down UC Riverside. That's yeah. what they're focused on. And then tomorrow or, or Friday, they'll Friday. figure out yeah. who they're going to play. Most likely Long Beach State. And then Saturday, it could be you know the hat yeah. trick. The, the the thing about UCI and. and you know, if, if you got a if you got a heart problem, you you may want to just read the score yeah. in in the in the paper the next day because they 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 leave things on edge. That's for sure. <laughs> but speaking of real quick to, with the women's uh, basketball team, yeah. they had a nice closeout. They yes, defeated they uh, Cal State Fullerton, which we love. That's our Southern California rival right there, sixty nine sixty two. And I just want to congratulate the seniors for all their hard work. Irene Chavez, Brittany Glasso, Chloe Kellum, yeah. Mackenzie Piper, and Shereen Sutherland. Yeah. All five of you seniors, thank you so much for all your hard work. And first, you know, you're going to graduate this year too. So, But you know what? They're in the tournament as well. well yeah. that's, that's important for athletes to graduate. Yes, it is. Well, this school, yeah. this, I mean, like I said before, this is a, a very intelligent school, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not a noted uh, basketball powerhouse, so you definitely have to, uh, they expect you to do something academically or, or you'll, you know, you'll be on, you'll be dismissed from the team. That's just the way it is. They, yeah, they, yes. don't, they don't have those resources to keep you around. Well, they're not yeah. a powerhouse yet. Yeah, they don't yeah. mess around. But yeah. they they're they're gonna also be taking on UC Riverside and it looks like, you know, they have an opportunity. They might have to play a couple extra games just to fight to get into the weekend tournament. So mm-hmm. this is a great challenge for them. It's like, you know, I know it's been a tough season for them, you know, not very many wins, but they've been playing great basketball. Yeah, they did. It's just, you know, ah, just not coming up with some of the wins. But they're so much better than they were last year. And I really like what Coach T has done. So now you got hey, you hit the reset button. Now you're zero and zero. You're right. uh the second season has begun, so hey, anything can happen. Like Matt just said earlier, anything can happen. Anything could be crazy, you know. So the women's could do some damage well, here. If the women play like they did against Long Beach, where they almost came back, they were down by I think fourteen with about six minutes left to go, and they almost came back and won that game. And then they in the Fullerton game, which I stayed over to watch as well. You know, they got out to a big lead, then you know. Fullerton came back, which I expected. It's like there's no way Fullerton can keep missing these shots. They were open. They missed shots. And they, they, they came back and they tied that game. And the way that the ladies won was the same way that they almost came back against Long Beach. They really focused on the defense, getting the ball, making steals, making good plays, and making those transition, transition baskets. And everybody on the team really stepped up in each and every instance. So if, if they take this momentum and this is a huge win for them, cause you don't win this game, honestly, you're, you know, you're, you're going to get blown out in the tournament, but now they can take this momentum and see that, you know, even when they have a little bad, you know, shooting spell right. during a game, when the other team gets hot, focus on the defense, make the steals, get the transition baskets and get yourself back the momentum so that you can win those tight games. Because like like you said, Kevin, they lost some games that quite honestly, you know, you just take away a couple of minutes here and there, and they would have won. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I like what you said, too. You know, you carry that momentum into the next game. And all this stuff, all these hard losses that they have, now they can use that as strength to win these, some of these right. games here in the second it. season. Young team, young coach. We'll see how it goes, you know. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we're getting low on time well, here. Right. So, you guys back Real to work. Quick. Tom, quick. thank you so much for joining yeah, us. No problem. M- much appreciated. Uh, Tom Bindewald. Anyway, Matt. I just want to really quickly. Touch on your NCAA because I know you had something you want to talk did. about. I just wanted to say congratulations to the team that made it into the tournament already. Have made it in. And uh, we've got Jacksonville State. I'm going to save the best for last. How about that? We got the Winthrop Eagles. What? Winthrop is in East Tennessee Buccaneers, UNC Wilmington, the Iona Gales, and then the two teams I think could be pretty good in this tournament. Florida Gulf Coast. They were good a few years ago, and they, they kind of have. No, I was just down and in the Gulf there. <laughs> no, no, they're in Florida. <laughs> no, I know. I was in Mobile. All right, Mobile, right. New Orleans, you know. And um, they also have the Wichita State Shockers. It's yes. shocking that they made it. No, they made it pretty much. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I'm not shocked. Not at all. They're a great team. 
Uh, those are the two teams to look out for, Florida Gulf Coast and Wichita State. How about a duck update? Oh, a duck update? I'd love I've to I've been give a needing duck a duck update. update. Have you been watching the Ducks at all? You know, actually, I have. How? Oh, I have. Cool. I have. Uh, one of my friends went to the game the other night with his son, and uh, I think it was Sunday night. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I the Ducks are this area, Orange County area's team because, well, and the Angels, too. Let's not forget about the Angels. If you want to talk some spring training, I'll go into that as well. But I think we're going to save that for a, a yeah, future we'll show. Save that. Yeah, we'll save that for a future show. It's I, still early I'd love yet. to talk about baseball. Um, anyways, the Anaheim Ducks started out this month 1-1. One and one. I mean, a loss to the Canucks last game was a tough loss. It was a hard-fought game, though, for sure. Um, they just picked up Patrick Eves from the trade deadline from the Dallas Stars, which is a huge, huge pickup for them. Cause nice. That, the one thing that they've been struggling with this year is the wing position. They've got great centers, very talented centers. I mean, one through three, those centers that they have are are phenomenal. The goaltending is all right. I mean, John Gibson and Bernier are great goaltenders, and it's, it's kind of like a, a hot, who's hot now that you're going to play kind of thing, which is a good thing to have. Um but they've been doing pretty good. Right now they are sitting in the – I think they're in the second spot in the Pacific. Let me just confirm it. Nope, they just dropped down to the third after last night's loss. I don't so, think it matters. As long as they're somewhere know, in the top if three. If they finish in the top three in the Pacific, they are guaranteed a playoff spot. Whatever's left over from the top three teams will get the wild card spots, and there's two wild card spots, kind of like the NFL. Um, but the Ducks are doing good. Definitely something to be thankful for that they are doing good. And uh, well, thank you for the oh, sorry. Thank you for the <laughs> update, Matt. I know I'm cutting them off. I'm just excited to be back in town. Can you tell, Matt? Yeah, you're excited. You're <laughs> ramping up the bit. I am. <laughs> well, we have a, out the bit. I mean, <laughs> and Claudia Shambal uh, has a great show coming up for you to ask a leader. Wait, you, wait, wait, wait. What happened? But today? What in happened honor today? of Kenny Jones, uh, we're going to do a little quick thing. This date in history: uh, in 1876, on March 7th, Alexander Graham Bell patented the telephone. Ooh, <laughs> that's very important. 1987, Mike Tyson wins the title, the heavyweight championship. I broke my back. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, in 1999, we had a passing of Stanley Kubrick. Oh, genius. He's a genius. He he is. He do, was. He is. And do I have time to touch on the NFL Combine? We forgot. Uh, we can always get back with that next let week. Me, let me I know say, you want you want to talk about that forty yard dash. I just don't wanted me. to talk about because John Ross broke the forty yard dash time, and I mentioned last week on the show, it he was. Uh, I wonder if he's going to get the island from Adidas because that was kind of a thing. Is Adidas was putting up an island if anyone broke the forty time. So we'll see. I want to see him on his island. Uh, well, it, it, it's pretty crazy. You know, there's actually a, an undocumented where actually they said Bo Jackson actually ran a 40. This is back in college, you know, in less than four seconds. It was like a 3.9 something. It's unofficial. 3.9? Yes. That's like yes. Usain Bolt. I know. He's extremely fast. But anyway, just let everybody know, enjoy the rest of your ride to work, and that all sports matters. And Matt and I, we truly enjoy you tuning in. And if you ever, we want to hear from you, please contact us by blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Again, that's blog.sportsmattersradio.com. We want to hear from you. Real quick, he didn't get the island because he was wearing Nike. And you <laughs> had to wear Adidas. And the quote that he said, I found this kind of funny. said, well, I can't swim either, so I'm glad I don't have an island. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave out on that note. But stay tuned for Miss Claudia Shambal and to Ask a Leader because you know she's got a great show.